in there. It is okay if the magazine just falls on the ground. Yeah. They're designed for that. Yeah. Welcome back to Out of Trouble. Say hello and whatnot. Today's episode, OG Oddball. We're back with Austin, who I know is an important character in my life story, and I'm trying to figure out how that is. The last episode ended, we were driving to the gun range, and that's where we're going to pick up. There's, like, there's that one gun that they're firing that's just... It's bigger. I, I feel it in my chest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. please rate and review me. Helps the podcast out a lot. Check out my social media, website. There's links in the episode description. Email me, leave the podcast a voicemail, and enjoy the episode. Did I tell you about my seven and a half hour three-way on my 19th birthday? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're in Austin's Buick on the way to the shooting range. The uh, leather seats are getting kind of sticky. It's really hot, there's no AC, and Austin is telling me crazy sex stories. Anyways, went, brushed my teeth real quick, came back. We're cuddling, they're on either side. I'm ready to just kind of like pass out and call it a good night. Like, that's a fucking win. You had all your friends over, had a big party, had a hotel suite, fell asleep with two hot chicks. That's a win. It's a good birthday. Yeah, that's a good birthday. Like, that's a solid birthday, you know? (sighs) Then one of them, Kim, she goes, Talia, it's Austin's birthday. We have to be nice to Austin on his birthday. At this point, my heart is just it's going buck wild and I'm swelling immediately because my brain I may have been drunk and stoned but I knew what that meant so I did the smartest thing I ever did in my life which was shut the fuck up don't say anything let the girls talk it out you are a penis be with your penis (laughs) just shut the fuck up and let them finish talking they will ask you for your opinion when it's time penis you will speak when spoken to (laughs) Basically, and she goes, well, are you saying what I think you're saying? And at this point, like, I felt like I was about to black out. That was my fucking turn. How was I supposed to make that turn? Austin missed our turn because he got too caught up in his story about his birthday threesome. We are in the back country officially now, driving through the foothills, dirt roads, um, no civilization. I didn't have to say anything, just... One of them said, oh, I don't like the cum, and the other one was right there lapping it up. And, you know, that's... You can't... You know, I remember ever since we were teenagers, Austin always had crazy stories like this. And not just sex stories, but they were always over the top. To the point where some of my other friends just straight up did not believe him. Um, But I've seen and known enough to know that they're true. So I shotgunned a beer, and I went in, and they were both laying there face down with their butts up. And then I remember slapping across all four of their butt cheeks, and then they moaned the cutest, fucking hottest little moan ever. And I remember saying, I'm not done with you yet. And then they just stuck their ass up back in the air, 
and then we fucked until the sun came up and I finally passed out. Can I just say that this gun range is so low key? Yeah, that's... It's like, there's no... I thought we were gonna have, like, there's gonna be, like, an office or something, but there's no buildings. It's just a patch of land where they burned off all the grass, and there's, like, heaps of dirt and targets. Yep, and a mountain to shoot into. Yep. Let's do it. We're at the range now, and it is just a burned-out field on the side of a hill with a few picnic tables in the middle of nowhere. Man, you could totally just like bring beers out here and like be fucking drinking while you shoot and shit. Yeah. I'm just astounded. There's there's like no supervision, kids. If you bring feds here, I will shoot. It's the kids. Oh. Kids. We got our earmuffs on now and Austin's hearing this shot anyway from years of working at loud clubs and shooting guns. So he can't hear me right. He hears feds instead of kids. Sorry, I'm like, if you bring feds here, I will shoot you <laughs> after we shoot and bury the feds. Does someone own this land? Like, because if I did, I'd be you like, give asking me a... all these questions. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, because if this I own this, I'd be like, I thought this was America. I'm sorry. I think the weirdest thing I saw at the range that day was this older couple, at least in their 60s, whom Austin referred to as brass gremlins. What'd you call them again? Brass gremlins. <laughs> they were walking around the range, picking up the empty shells, which Austin told me they were going to reuse and resell. I feel like this is so far to drive out to collect trash. Oh, it's like, is not. That... Good brass, you can get 15, 15 cents a shell. This, the bottom Austin and I are loading up his clips. He's brought a, uh, a 22, an AK-47, and a classic looking revolver. You gotta slide it in there. Yeah. We're reloading at this lonely cement table in the middle of the range. There's bullet casings scattered all over the ground. Um, it's just us, the gremlins, and a couple of other people shooting at this burned out hillside. It's not too hard. I think it takes time to get fast at. Yeah. Without cutting your thumb open. We're on either side of the table. Slide in bullets into clips and talking about the brass gremlins. America's a weird place, man. She drives all the way out here to collect bullets. Can't help but wonder if she bought that car with like, recycled bullet money. You know? Probably. She's probably putting her fucking kid through college with it. Do you collect your bullets? Huh? Do you collect your bullets? Fuck no, that's for poor people. Plus, these are steel cased. Can't recycle them. Mm. Yep, that's full. Yeah. Let's get you shooting. Okay. Because we're going to have a ton of time to reload. Okay, Don't yeah, worry, yeah. that's 80% <laughs> of shooting. 10 door, 10 door. All right, so I'm about to go set the target. Don't touch the guns, no magazines in there. Cool. He's carrying a bullet hole riddled cardboard box about 20 yards out. Nice flip flops, man. He can't hear me at all.
This is actually the moment right here while Austin's setting up the target that I first see one of these so-called brass gremlins. It's this super old guy. There's a dude with a walker with a plastic bucket bungee corded to it and he's collecting the brass bullets with a trash arm. All I heard was flip-flops. I said nice flip-flops, dude. Thank you. <laughs> I wear boots all week for work, so I don't like wearing shoes. Yeah. Austin's a plumber now, by the way. He works six days a week in the heat, digging out trenches for pipes and stuff. All right, is it time to shoot? Yep. Sweet. We shoot, we shoot, we shoot. We drive home. When I get my gun license, I'm gonna get my gun. I'm gonna know how to use it. And when the zombie apocalypse happens, I'm showing up at your house, thanks. Yeah, you have 48 <laughs> hours. Oh, I'll be there. Oh, For no. the record, I did try and talk to the brass gremlins. They completely ignored me. It was very, very awkward. Um, we get back home and I've spent the whole day with Austin now. Haven't seen him in like three, four years. And he's pretty much the same as how I remember him, except for everything is more, you know, like his stories are even crazier and he's got more guns and fancier guns, like his AK-47, which has three different bright colors of camouflage on it and his name inscribed on the barrel. He calls it his Gucci AK. My Gucci AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's Gucci because my friends in the military all say it's Gucci. And he's still into video games. Actually, there was like Xbox games overflowing out of the back of his car and, and in bags in his garage, like hundreds of games almost. Do you just have video games everywhere? Yeah, no, I have video games everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he's big still, even bigger. And when I ask him if there's any vegetables in the house, you know, after looking inside his fridge and seeing nothing but a dozen energy drinks and a whole bunch of condiments, he busts out some frozen jalapeno poppers. So we feast on the only green thing in his house, jalapeno poppers, and play Halo 3 for the night. Double kill, triple kill, overkill, kill, tacular, on. Believable. It was great, honestly, just like old times. And the next morning, after a night of sort of reflecting on the place that Austin might hold in my life, I sit down with him and bounce some of my ideas off him. You know, my shoulder's a little sore from that AK. I didn't think it would be, but yeah, I feel it a little bit yeah, right here. <laughs> a little tender too, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see, uh, the other thing was- I have this feeling like Austin's eccentricity might be um, why I have such a tolerance for eccentric people. In junior high, like your your style and like wearing the ski goggles to school and stuff and like just hella standing out being super tall and and what and whatnot. Would you say, would you say you were kind of like an oddball back then? I'm still an oddball. Uh, oddball. I mean, I very much still have a tie-dye dress that I will wear to the river. Yeah. Uh, I very much enjoy wearing the tie-dye dress because <clears throat> occasionally people will forget that I'm six foot five, and they will say something offhand that is intolerant, and then I will check them with just raw masculinity. It really confuses people. My favorite example of this is how Austin used to kick people out of the clubs that he bounced at. He would pick up grown men by either shoulder and drop them outside the front door. I very much enjoy it because it's 110 and I have this thing called testicles that sweat. 
But he's not talking about being at the club here. He's talking about the tie-dye dress that he likes to wear on the river over summertime. Like, I really don't get why guys are so attached to ball prisons. Like, (laughs) uh, the Scottish have been doing it for thousands of years. We need to update. So I was thinking about it last night, and it's kind of it's kind of cool so um from from my podcasting and stuff like i've i've met and talked with like a lot of oddballs and they seem in a way to almost be like a little attracted to me and i'm a little attracted to them well i mean duh when you're (laughs) raised by tolerant open-minded folk you tend to be tolerant and open-minded well i think it has something (laughs) to do with you too though i think you might have been like my og oddball Jesse's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> oh, now you don't want to be an oddball anymore? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't, I'm not your first one because you knew Jesse before me. That's true. And Jesse and I did. Uh, in fifth grade, right before you met us, we would spend our recesses pretending we were cows and going around on our hands and knees and mooing and literally eating eating grass. Yeah, see, you kind of made my point for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what is what you're telling me that I'm an oddball? Yeah, you, <laughs> you, yeah. Like, do I have to be the one to say it? Like, come on, dude. Um, have I have I helped you remember anything? You mentioned that you were like tripping that because of your concussions and stuff. It does kind of help because I can be like, "Hey, remember that thing?" And then you confirm it. If you remember from last episode, Austin's had many a concussion in his life. And that makes him question whether some of his memories are even real. So it's not just like an abstract maybe memory. It turns him to like, oh, nope, that's a confirmed by a secondary source. <laughs> like when he was asking me last episode if I remembered how he used to dress in middle school. Do you remember the god awful fucking outfits I would wear to school? Oh, the ski goggles that you would wear? Yeah. He was confirming a memory with camouflage, me. And I would mix winter camouflage and jungle camouflage. Bruh, legendary. This is something that I think we all do when we're with an old friend, right? You remember when that happened? You remember when this happened? You remember when we threw a rock through the neighbor's window? You remember when we smoked pot out of tinfoil pipes? We reminisce. Our memories make us who we are. But for a memory to be more than a story in his head, conjured out of the cannabis-filled, concussed haze that is his life, Austin needs to confirm it with someone who was there. Like, yep, that actually happened, you're good. And then it kind of like nails it down. Is like, okay, that's an actual memory. So I'm sitting on Austin's couch and I'm thinking. Thinking about how Austin's worry about his own brain's shortcomings have made him particularly aware of the value of an old friend. I'm thinking about how tenuous my own vision of myself is. This collection of memories, uh, these stories that I tell myself and others about who I am. I'm thinking about how much power someone like Austin has to change my storyline. Someone who's known me, just with an offhand comment, can completely change my perception of myself. You know what I just thought of? Mm. You kind of like do jog my memory about specific things. But I think more so what's interesting is when you tell me things about my character, like, oh yeah, you're, you know, I wanted to talk with you about this because you're kind of philosophical. And it makes me think like, oh, I guess I've like kind Sorry, of- How did you not know that? I mean, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> you, you forget these things about yourself, you know? And like, you, you, 
your artistic outlet is literally just conversating. Yeah. It might not seem like it, but this is actually an extremely humbling moment for me. Yeah. That that was that was the OG philosophy is a whole bunch of guys sitting in a circle going <laughs> What if man was a chicken? <laughs> like <laughs> hits the um, bong like what do you think joe rogan does <laughs> like he sits there gets ripped and then he goes <clears throat> fucking chimpanzees man have you ever heard of those guys <laughs> i'll pass hard pass i'm disappointed that i'm not able to give austin the same kind of character reflections that he gives me I do try, but it's too little too late. Um, Austin has to run because he's receiving a booty call, and I kind of just like shout character traits at him as he's leaving. Well, um, if I can jog your memory at all, Austin, you are still zany and full of tangents. So Yeah, I mean, I still <laughs> smoke pot. Shocker. Shocker, right? A lot of the work I do in audio with storytelling involves recognizing and celebrating eccentricity. So if we're talking about the place that Austin holds in my story, uh, the character he is in my life, it's really not that complicated. He's one of my oldest friends. He's the only person in the world. I would call my brother. He's the only person I've ever shared a room with. And if he's not my original oddball, well, he's certainly always been my favorite eccentric. Love you, Austin. And I do love eccentrics. <laughs> what, what keeps you happy? I could, I could guess. You want me to guess? Playing video games and getting my dick sucked. I'll be back next week. I'm actually going to share with you what I learned from Austin. A little bit about gun history. A little bit about how to safely use and operate some guns. A little bit more from Austin. All right, night, y'all. Take it easy. Talk to an old friend for me.